You are listening to Two Rare Mama Bears, a Cure CMD podcast where we discuss all things congenital muscular dystrophy and rare disease. I am Maddie Manley, a Pacific Northwest mom to an adorable son with CMD. And I am Megan Meyer, a Midwest mom to a sweet daughter with CMD. Together, we are Two Rare Mama Bears. We hope to share with you challenges, struggles, triumphs, and accolades in the congenital muscular dystrophy and rare disease community while learning and growing along the way. Okay, so this time we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We decided to do a movie review kind of thing on the movie I'll Push You. And Luke and I got to see it when it premiered last November. I believe it was. Yes, in theaters. And I think it was just like a one night re- uh, preview kind of thing. Only special theaters had it and everything. And it was awesome. We went with our local MDA and our friend Angela to go see it. Have you seen it before, Megan? You and Angela were talking about it late last fall, early winter, quite a bit. And so then I streamed it online shortly thereafter. Okay, so and now then, we've both seen it twice. Yep, and then you and I just rewatched it today. Yes, yes. Which was a fantastic way to spend my afternoon. And my football team won today, so that's exciting. And then I get to watch this kind of simultaneously as you, but... Mm-hmm, pretty states, close. States apart. We went down to Gonzaga's campus today and hung out with Angela and walked around campus and just kind of caught up because we haven't seen her in a month or so. Jealous. So that was fun. I know. I'm going to read straight offline and give a synopsis of I Will Push You um, for the listeners. This is a story of two lifelong friends, Justin Skisak and Patrick Gray, who embarked upon an epic 500-mile-long journey to hike Spain's famed El Camino de Santiago. Hiking this ancient pilgrimage along the vast terrain is challenging enough for the able-bodied, But these friends show the true test of humanity by physically and mentally pushing each other, as Justin, fighting a neuromuscular disease, would have to be pushed in a wheelchair. While Justin and Patrick face various challenges, they realize the greatest journey will be that of self-discovery, a sense of purpose, and a love of community. We can just kind of talk about what we thought about it. Yep. Okay. I've never done a movie review. I didn't think I was that cool. (laughs) Now we are cool. Now we are, or we think we are. (laughs) So something that struck me is the strength of their friendship. When you watch the whole movie, hold on, backtrack, spoiler alert, we're going to end up giving out pretty much all the details of the movie by the time we get done with this whole podcast. So um, maybe watch the movie first. Pause now. Pause now. Watch the movie. Go watch the movie. You can go to their website, which is iallpushyou.com. Mm-hmm. on there it gives how you can find the movie where you can watch it and stream it and then come back to us yes and i streamed it on amazon and it was super easy i streamed it on vimeo and it was also super easy all right so they were born 36 hours apart and practically grew up together so they've literally been friends their entire lives yeah since before they can remember Luke and I were just talking about it while we were watching the movie. It's like, they don't know life without each other, pretty much. Right. They've always had each other. Justin's disability didn't... Well, he might have... It might have always been there, but it didn't 
become known until into his adulthood. So they knew life as able-bodied and then suddenly things started to change for Justin. Mm -hmm. So his diagnosis, as phrased earlier, is a neuromuscular condition, which falls under the big umbrella that congenital muscular dystrophy falls under also. Uh, the actual diagnosis is multifocal acquired moto, multifocal acquired moto, you try it. Multifocal acquired motor anaxopathy. There we go. They also called it mama in the movie. Yes. And that's a lot easier to say. Often, I guess it's misdiagnosed as ALS because they have many similarities. Mm -hmm. um, it typically begins as weaknesses in the hands and arms, though sometimes it can first develop in the feet or legs. And, and I think in this case in the movie, it started in his feet and legs and then into his arms. Yeah. Shoulders and his arms. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, the weakness can progress. However, unlike ALS, mama progresses slowly and does not typically result in shortened lifespan, although it can lead to a very significant disability. Mm -hmm. However, when I'm watching the movie, I guess I hear Patrick probably three or four times wonder what life will be like when Justin goes. Mm -hmm. So perhaps they do know something regarding bit. his lifespan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it starts off when we meet Justin and Patrick that are best friends. And then when they decide to go on the journey, it takes like, it's two years after he first brings it up that they decide to go on it. And then they have another friend that joins them, Ted, and he's there for like the first two weeks, uh, mm -hmm. 10 days, the first 10 days to help them out. But then he has to go home because this isn't like a short little jaunt through Spain. It's like almost a six week trek. 500 mile journey over 500 miles huge elevation changes i can't even imagine like holy cow the, the relationship of patrick and ted to me was special but i have a personal connection on that one in that they both know each other through the fire service mm -hmm. and i know how much of a brotherhood that fire service creates in that community my brother was a firefighter and actually lost his life in the line of service, line of duty. Um, so that one hits home for me to watch those two and how much they wanted to help each other to help Justin. And then I thought it was cute that Patrick and Ted were calling each other beasts and workhorses. <laughs> thought that was cute. They are amazing to see their dynamic and watch and listen to their dialogue as they fought through some pretty amazing obstacles and terrain you could tell that both of them were just like physically and emotionally exhausted and were just like we've got this it's just a little further i'd rather take the rocky path going uphill than the mud, mud. <laughs> yep which yeah. you know it's probably just a metaphor of life right 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 I know one thing that I thought to myself when I was watching it is we talked about travel in a previous episode and traveling with a disability. And when they got to Spain or when were they, they were in France first, when they first arrived in France and they had to take him up, in, up the elevator in the office chair. Um, it was like, oh man, because his wheelchair wouldn't fit in the elevator. And then they get up to the room. They're like, okay, we finally figured out how to do this. They get up to the room and there's a step. 
and like, get into the room. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I I would have a few choice words right then and there, but right. And then they continue to do the office chairs throughout their trip at different hotels to get up the elevators, which was amazing. I like the one instance where they were planning ahead using not even office chair. This was just like a straight chair, an upholstered <laughs> one at that, to bathe Justin. Yeah. But first they were going to transfer from the wheelchair to the straight chair, fixed chair. Yeah. To the red chair. Then they're going to transfer him from there to the toilet. Then the chair was going to get moved into the tub. And then they were going from the toilet to the chair in the tub. And then reverse that order. And they verbally rehearsed this like five or six times. And Justin's yeah. sitting out in the hallway in his wheelchair just laughing at them like, okay, who's on <laughs> first? Who's on second? Who's on third? Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. And he had a smile and was cracking jokes all the time. And he always seemed to know how to lighten the mood. Yeah. Agree. I think maybe sometimes Justin needed that because, or excuse me, Patrick needed that because Patrick seems to be really a serious person. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Patrick was assessing a room and how it would be usable for Justin. And he was coming back down in an elevator and you could tell he was very stressed about it. Mm-hmm. He, you hear him say out loud that he's going to need to shake that off before he gets back in front of Justin. Can't let Justin see him, see him stress out. Yeah. They're a good balance for each other, I think. Yeah. I think part of this just talks to the accessibility or lack thereof in the um, European countries. As we've talked in a previous episode, there is no standard of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, they were in a monastery, an old <laughs> monastery, and they could hear uh-huh. the... Uh, Monks. Monks humming. Chanting. Yeah, so they make some, you know, crude joke. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was celibate, I'd be chanting too. <laughs> but they were, I think it, it was that uh, accommodation location that they were trying to get in an elevator and his wheelchair was whatsoever not going to fit into the elevator. Yeah. I can't imagine for six weeks you're staying in hotels and each night you have to figure out how exactly you're going to get into your room. That in itself would wear me out. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, Patrick, you can tell you can tell that they love each other so much. Both of them just care so deeply for each other. But Patrick was a full-time caregiver all those six weeks, too. Mm-hmm. And lifting and transfers and... Feeding. Feeding and bathing and, I mean... Dressing. Yeah. Yeah. And like Justin says, though, in the movie, he's like, it's hard to be able to let somebody do those things for you. Yeah. So both of them had a major challenge in that aspect of it, the giving the help and the receiving of it. I know that early on in the movie, one of the lines that I took note of was Patrick saying in a second he would trade places with Justin, mm-hmm. which, you know, speaks to their friendship, speaks to the challenges and probably for me set the tone of a lot of the movie. Yeah. It sounded, did you get this part? It sounded like Patrick may have had a choice for his career on relocating or not, but he chose to stay living in the same community as Justin so that he could be available to Justin's wife and kids should they need him. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, he was relocating or he was moving to. Oh yeah. Maybe that. 
because they were from Oregon and now they are in Southern Idaho. Idaho. Yep. Yeah. Just, it, I mean, it was a beautiful movie and seeing their relationship. I remember the first time I watched it, I turned to Angela afterwards and I said, my biggest hope and dream is that Matthew has a friend that loves him that much. Mm-hmm. I hope I have a friend that loves me that much. You know what I mean? Like, I hope everybody has the opportunity to have a friend that truly loves them that much and that they love that much. But I really hope Matthew has a friend that loves him that much. I would, I would hope that would be our children's spouses someday. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that spousal relationship, a best friend mm-hmm. too. I can say I do have that in, in my Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of those here too. Yeah. Yeah. I for me when I was watching it though, I was thinking I could put myself and Lily into that. Like mm-hmm. I would push her through all of that if that's what she wanted to do. And obviously I already help her with the um day to days. The day to day, you know living, eating, dressing, bathing, chores. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think for Lily, if a challenge that big came ahead of us, that we would tackle it and do it. And yeah, but as a parent, I think you, a caregiver, a parent, a family member, whomever, I think you already know you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, One of the concepts in the movie that kept coming up over and over and over was that Justin enjoyed the love that he got from watching others help him and the joy that others had when they helped him. Mm-hmm. And he interpreted that as a love and how much he enjoyed that love. And so there was one point when he talked about uh, since losing his independence, he's seen that love grow, but he wondered if he got his independence back, would it change the love? And would he trade the independence for love? And then he pauses and he puts his head down and he kind of gets tears in his eyes and he says, I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, good point. Good point. I only cried a couple times during the movie. Right. We probably should have said that at the beginning when we sent people to go watch the movie. Grab some tissues, maybe. (laughs) So sorry we didn't say that ahead of time. We should have said spoiler and tissue alert. Spoiler and tissue alert. If we do this again, we'll make sure to remember that. Um, yeah, and one of the things that I loved, because I know we, we've talked about it in other episodes, and pretty much every guest we've had has talked about their tribe and their community, and they were on this journey in a completely different country, and people didn't speak the same language, and they were all there for different reasons, and they still found that community on the journey. Like, people still showed up. People people were there and helped, and I'm going to cry again. But, yeah, I thought that was amazing that people showed up. We see a lot of sadness and a lot of negative news and everything, and the movie was nice and uplifting to remind us that people are good. They're good people. That community, though, I think in the first part of the movie was hard for Patrick because he's super, super, super type A, likes to have things be covered 
and that he's the one covering them. He likes to be in control. Hands on. Uh, you have hands on. It's hard for him to let go of that control. And at, at one point he even said, you know, it's my struggle. It's my battle. It's my hill. I'm going to do it. Mm. It's not as though he turned down help. You could just see him escaping help because he wanted to rely just on himself to do this for his friend. But then they get to one point, which... Um, El Sobrero, I think. Yeah. The cross. Oh, yeah. So it was before El Sobrero. It was the cross. And at the cross, there was um, various souvenirs that other pilgrims on this journey had left behind as a memento, as a show of love. You know, it was a picture of somebody they loved and they left it behind and they had them on that journey and they left it behind. Um, but for Patrick, he had something, I think it was like a small angel that a coworker had given him mm -hmm. as like a guardian angel to watch him over on this trip. But it, it was really poignant to me when Patrick said he was going to leave that behind because that was him leaving behind the feeling of being safe by controlling everything and not asking for help. And then when he dropped that piece, um, he dropped that safety for him. And it was, in his words, embracing a life of protection and guidance, but leaving behind safety. And for him, this concept of safety is being in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so then, and I, I definitely relate to that one as a mom. Yeah. With Matthew, it's like, no, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. I don't want anybody else to deal with any of his specific things because I know how to do it and I know I can do it right. I'll just do all of it. And that's hard. It seemed good timing for that to happen right before Osobrero because had Patrick tried to do that part alone, he wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm -hmm. so they needed the community that actually like seemed to, was it at breakfast? They waited for them. Yeah. I think the way I had understood it was that they had seen them on the trail and knew that they were doing this. And, um, that morning at breakfast, they enjoyed their meal and the other people there waited for Patrick and Justin to be ready to go because they were going to help them up this huge hill. They literally did. It was, six people at one point were picking up the wheelchair and carrying carrying and, and, and carrying Pat Patrick's bag. Yep. And Patrick was walking ahead. Mm -hmm. And then you hear Patrick saying, you know, this is the first time in six weeks that I realized I'm not right next to the chair. I'm not the one being the workhorse and I just let go of the reins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Even talking about it, it's just like, whoo, it's <laughs> a good one, guys. It was a good one. Um, I think some of the whole messaging through all of this relates back to one of our very first episodes we put out with Angela when Angela talked about the power in being vulnerable mm -hmm. and how much freedom actually exists in that because you have to rely on others. So to me, I was like, oh, this is tying back to one of our very first episodes. I know. And I saw her today. How appropriate. <laughs> right? Right, and I saw this movie with her for the first time. Oh, were you concerned at any point um, for choices that they were making, or concerned for their um, potential for injury? 
Yeah, I was nervous the whole time that Justin was going to fall out of his chair because of some of the inclines and the rocks and it didn't the look mud. Like he was, was he wearing a harness? I don't think so. In different parts, I feel like I saw a harness, but oh, I didn't yeah. always. I'm sure there was some sort of something, seatbelt kind of thing. Hope so. I hope so, too. But, man, it sure looks like if there was one slight tip or anything that he was going to fall out. He's going down. Yeah. And I think uh, Patrick addressed that at the beginning. He's like, if he falls out of the chair, he can't put his hand up to protect him. Right. So if he can't catch himself in any way. So I was a little nervous about that Um, and nervous about Patrick hurting himself just because Mm -hmm. of how hard he was pushing. Yeah. And it. In the movie, Graham, you know, this might have just been the snippets they were showing, didn't show them hydrating well. <laughs> I was like, they're going to pass out. Hydrate, buddy. Hydrate. Right. Very important. Well, and sunscreen. Maybe they put sunscreen on in the morning before. I hope so. But at one point, you see Patrick pushing him up the hill, and they sh- it's a rear shot. And you see the bottom half of his legs are tan, tan, tan. And he's got oh my gosh. shorts on that are a little bit shorter than where his tan line is. And I was just like, oh, I hope you use, use some sunscreen there, bud. Right. There were some really cute, funny moments throughout that, um, I guess, put some a lighthearted spin on what was otherwise a somewhat emotional movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, at the beginning, when they're going up, the first, um, try and think if I can remember what it's called. Pyrenees. The Pyrenees, yes. Um, they take Justin out of the chair and set him on the hillside, or they're carrying him up the hillside, and then they bring up the chair, but they have to set him down to take a break. And uh, I think it was Ted that was like, let's not put his head in the poop. <laughs> And Patrick's like, oh, I didn't even see it. Patrick's <laughs> like, please, or Patrick didn't see it. And Justin's like, please don't put my head in. That would, that would be really <laughs> I giggled. Um, there was a scene they showed where both Ted and Patrick were helping Justin bathe. And they were trying to get him undressed. And <laughs> Patrick started singing, uh, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, I'm not going to say yeah. rest. Anyway, um, and the, like, three macho guys. Uh, yeah, and then Ted's like, oh, yep, that just happened. That just happened. That just uh, happened. The head high fives. Yeah, so Justin can't lift his arm. So it's mm-hmm. a little hard to give a high five. But it seemed to be that was kind of, you know, his manly way of wanting to show appreciation to Patrick was. He used his forehead. High five. So he used his head. Yeah, there were a lot of lighthearted moments that really made you smile. Yeah. Another one was Patrick was helping Justin button his shirt. Mm-hmm. And so Justin's sitting on the edge of a bed and Patrick's knelt down in front of him to button his shirt. And Justin leans over and kisses Patrick right on the forehead. Um, so apparently there's a thing with foreheads there. Um, but, you know, to see two guys kiss each other on the forehead just, you know, made me giggle. And then there's a voiceover of Patrick saying, I just love him. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Cute. That was very sweet. Cute, cute. Oh, well, now Luke wants to do the El Camino de Santiago. Oh, good luck on that one. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> 
we'll tell, see. Tell him and Russell to uh, make plans and go. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that, Russell? I hope you're listening. You signed on. Uh, you're going to do the Camino de Santiago with Luke. <laughs> they can't see my giant grin, but there it was. But yeah, it was it was a great movie. I really liked it. It was good, inspirational movie, tug at your heartstrings, but some good lightheartedness in it too. Thanks for joining us and listening to Two Rare Mama Bears, a Cure CMD podcast, where these two mama bears will leave no stone unturned. Because failure is not an option. This podcast is nothing without you, our listeners. We welcome your feedback and topic suggestions. Please interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you will find us, Two Rare Mama Bears. Please subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications of new episodes and give us a rating or review. We would like to thank the talented individuals who keep us on task and make this podcast sound great, Luke Manley and Justin Meyer, respectively. The views expressed in this recording do not represent the opinion of Cure CMD or your podcast provider. Medical research, legal, or financial opinions or advice expressed in this podcast should not be substituted or interpreted as professional advice. Please consult your healthcare provider or other appropriate professional regarding any health-related or other concerns.